Environmental is a radio show committed to blowing your mind with all things environmental. We'll explore topics such as climate change, pollution, and sustainability. Join us for a 11 p.m. existential crisis broadcast at 11 a.m. for your convenience. Woo! I cannot hear myself at all. And we have a special guest in the studio today. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) I'm Betsy Hanahan. I'm a junior at WCB. Woo! So today's episode is going to be all about everything but meat. Everything but <laughs> meat, yes. Um, so we have an expert meat of waiter in the studio. <laughs> and we'll have another meat of waiter calling in shortly. Yes. <laughs> um, and then... Also, today's a very important day. Today is election day. Ballots are due today. So get off your couch after you finish listening to us <laughs> and go vote. Yes. And in Washington, all you have to do is make sure your ballots are postmarked by today. Um, it's actually different than Oregon where you have to actually drop off your ballot by 8 p.m. You cannot get it postmarked in Oregon by then. So Washington's nice because you can just go pop it in the mailbox. So fun fact. Perfect. So no excuses. I already voted. <laughs> Good for I you. I also voted. I have not. But I will. You better. You promise. Unlike, Do your duty. Unlike some of our listeners. Yeah. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you haven't noticed, um, we are missing a, pr- a prime member. Mary is vacationing is, yes. in Florida <laughs> and just sent us like a pretty... Palm Beach. White Sandy. <laughs> photo. Um, but I like what you said here. She's enjoying oh, the yeah. land. She's enjoying the land of Florida before sea level rise takes it. Because so. <laughs> uh, we uh, pointed out Florida in our sea level rise episode, which you can listen to online yes. as well. Um, so before we get the opinions of our expert meat avoiders, I thought we would just talk about why, why is it, why are we wanting to avoid meat in the first place? For environmental reasons. Of course. Yes. There are a lot of health benefits, but we're, today we're going to focus on the environmental reasons. Um, so how it impacts the earth is, uh, so I, the greenhouse gas emissions, um, obviously agriculture is one of the biggest causes and um, contributors because of deforestation and the estimate does not include the CO2 that ecosystems remove from the atmosphere by the sequestering carbon and biomass, dead organic matter and soils, which offset approximately 20% of the emissions from this sector. So I have this global emissions greenhouse gas by economic center pie chart. So agriculture, forestry, and other land use is 24%. Whoa, that's like a quarter of all of it. Which is, like, almost the same as the other one above it, the electricity and heat production. That's mm-hmm. crazy. And I'm also kind of wondering, like, the housing that the the animals are in, like, those have to be lit and heated? Does that count? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think that probably counts towards industry. Um, so. Who knows? I'm just going to read this little blurb to kind of encompass all of why we're talking about this and why it's important. Um, So how it impacts the earth. I found this 
beautiful article in Nature published in 2018 called Options for Keeping the Food System Within Environmental Limits. And they basically wrapped up this topic in its entirety perfectly in their main. Um, so, the global food system is a major driver of climate change. Land use change and biodiversity loss, depletion of freshwater resources, pollution of aquatic and terrestrial ecosystems through nitrogen and phosphorus runoffs from fertilizer and manure application. Whoa. It has contributed to the crossing of several of proposed planetary boundaries that attempt to define safe operating space for humanity on a stable Earth system, in particular those concerning climate change, biosphere integrity, and biochemical flows related to nitrogen and phosphorus cycles. That was kind of a lot. That is a lot. So if, if socioeconomic changes toward Western consumption's pattern continues... The environmental pressures of the food system are likely to intensify, and humanity might soon approach the planetary boundaries of global freshwater use, change in land use, and ocean acidification. Beyond those boundaries, ecosystems could be at risk of destabilization and losing the regulation functions on which population depends. So if that (laughs) doesn't give you a reason to avoid meat that <laughs> I don't know what does. that's a lot of things yes um, so it, the article just defines specific food groups um, and vary of their environmental impacts and they came to the conclusion that the production of animal products generates the majority of food related greenhouse gas emissions 72 to 78 percent of total agricultural emissions um, which this is due to low feed um, conversion efficiencies and manure-related emissions, and they have a high total impact because of their higher production volumes, um, which is due to you know that good old Western consumption. We love our meat, so that's why we wanted to bring in some experts today to talk about. It, it sounds intimidating to change your whole diet, and oh my gosh, but it's. I don't think it is. So, can I quote one yeah. article really quick? Um, well, yeah. So, quite a few articles actually have kind of the same consensus that avoiding specifically meat and dairy um, is the single biggest way to reduce your impact on Earth because of all of the things that Emily just pointed out. So, the thing is, it's not just greenhouse gas emissions, it's also preventing pollution, it's also preventing ocean acidification, deforestation, literally all the things that you just said. So it's not just greenhouse gases. This is like much bigger than that. Mm-hmm. So So yeah. yeah, should we get our other should special we, guests we get on? Our, our Colin. Yeah, so yeah, we just wanted to have a couple of special guests today, I think because um like I'm also a vegetarian, but I'm a lot. I'm a, like a more flexible vegetarian. If it's like free or someone's gonna throw it away, I will like still eat it because food waste is like another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, having, um, I wanted to have my friend Byron on because he has been a vegetarian for a while, and I think getting these experiences from other people um, is just good to share different stories and see like how different people do things. So, and he is a dedicated listener. So thank you. Well, I'll be calling um, in just a moment. <laughs> yes. And I myself am not a vegetarian. So this is interesting for me because I do want to, of course, reduce my meat consumption. Okay. So. Okay. okay. I'm going to put you on speaker. 
right. Welcome to the show, Byron. Hopefully it works. <laughs> Say hello. Hi. Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay, great. Can you introduce yourself? Okay, I don't know if I can hear you. What was that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, can you introduce yourself? Oh, yes, I can. Um, my name is Byron. I'm a landscape designer. I grew up in Clark County. And now I live in Southern California, and I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and I'm a vegetarian. Awesome. Um, so how long exactly have you been a vegetarian for? Um, uh, I'm going to go with seven years, but at this point I have quick keeping track. Whoa, seven years is a long time. Yeah, give or take. What made you first want to be a vegetarian? Because I've been friends with you for a long time, and I remember, like, when you became a vegetarian. It was, like, a big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, before I get into that, I just want to preface that um, becoming a vegetarian was the right choice for me, but it might not be the right choice for others because everyone's body is different and everyone's lifestyle is different. For sure. Um, and there's a lot of different ways that we can approach it to have a lighter footprint on the planet. But yeah, uh, I'd say there were three reasons why I became a vegetarian. Uh, the least consequential reason being that there are some health perks. So like uh, people who eat less meat um, experience less muscle inflammation after exercise and injury. Uh, I, get, I get to avoid the cancer risks associated with eating red meat, mm-hmm. and I'm encouraged to eat more vegetables. Well, which um, is a good thing. But the most consequential reason, reason uh, is that at the time that I made that decision was that I was looking for ways that could positively uh, challenge environmental degradation. And one way to do that was to take a look at my diet and question where my food was coming from and what impacts did that have on the planet. Um, and if you, you guys were talking about it earlier, but... Uh, some of the big problems for the planet, uh, for ocean health is overexploitation of fish. Um, and in terms of land use, livestock takes up a ton of land and so does the food that we grow to feed the livestock. When that land for livestock could be instead used for like forests and wetlands and the land we use to grow food for the livestock could instead be used to grow food for people. Um, and then the last reason that I made the decision is a bit hokier. Yeah. Uh, I've always felt that I've had like a kinship with animals. And when I was thinking about becoming vegetarian, I started to just feel uncomfortable with eating them, especially as we don't, uh, we often don't give respect to these creatures whose lives are taken and nourish us. Um, this may be a reason that keeps me from ever eating them again, but <laughs> even if our practices become more environmental friendly, but um, maybe if they were like, I or someone I knew raised or hunted the animals, I might, that feeling might change. Mm. Oh, uh, that is, that is deep, Byron. Everyone in here was, like, shaking their heads. Yes. Put their hand like, on their heart. They were, like, <laughs> touched by that. That was really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I just, I just decided to just, why not? Yeah. I could just jump in, and if it didn't work, it wouldn't work, but I gave it a shot. And you mentioned that some people, this might not be the best choice for their own bodies. So have you noticed that this has in drastically improved your health and there are not really in any repercussions without having meat in your diet? Uh, 
Yeah, I would, I'd say, um, so I've also started to try to become vegan light, and I'd say my digestive system got a lot better. Mm. Uh, I generally have more energy. Um, it was pretty easy to do because at the time I was still in college and meat was expensive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know that. Uh, and uh, some meat items, like at restaurants and stuff, meatless items can be cheaper and uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but you get free guacamole at Chipotle. Uh, you get a veggie burrito. Oh, wow. What? <laughs> yep. I did not know that. That's important mm-hmm. knowledge. Well, changed my mind. I, that's all I needed. <laughs> Emily's yeah. a vegetarian now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, for example, though, um, one of my friends who has become a vegetarian, she also, she can't have dairy and she can't have soy because she's allergic to both of those. So, like it, then your diet is completely transformed. So no. just, I, I just practiced with that at the beginning because um, you just kind of got to take a look at what you can do. For sure. And I think, what are, are the, have there been any like downsides that you've noticed? I think a downside for you, not really a downside, was that you have to now eat an exorbitant amount of peanut butter like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling people this on live radio? Yeah. Well, I've noticed that, too. Since I've been a vegetarian, also, I eat, like, a ton of peanut butter. So hopefully you like peanut butter if you want to be a vegetarian. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I might have just eaten an exorbitant amount of peanut butter regardless. But you're right. It um, it definitely, I started eating much more peanut butter, vegetables, a lot of breads. (laughs) <laughs> and then tons of beans, all the beans, oh, all yeah. the kinds of beans. <laughs> yeah, because you need to be healthy with it. Just because you're not eating meat doesn't mean you can't. You sh- need to fill it in the protein with, with something else. Mm. So you uh-huh. need to be healthy about it and figure out yeah. what swaps you can make. Beans sure. and rice are complete protein. And delicious. Just so you know. <laughs> Which what is beans, beans and, rice. and rice? Oh yes. Cool. Uh, um, yeah, any other questions from you guys? No. No, yeah. I'm satisfied yeah, with my Yeah, that free, was really my good. My guac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's still thinking about the guacamole, so. <laughs> uh, I, I have a, one more, a couple more thoughts that I'd like to share. Yeah, too. go for it. Um, like, one of the hardest things is just, has been trying to explain it to other people, because um, they're always... People are always asking when I tell them that I'm a vegetarian, uh, what do you eat or how do you get your protein, like we just talked about. Um, and they tend to be overly concerned, which is understandable. Uh, but uh, Ellen DeGeneres has a bit in her stand-up special on Netflix. I don't know if you guys have seen it. No, not yet. Uh, she used to, yeah, she used to be a vegan. Um, and people would ask her how she got her protein because that's the classic question. And she would say, well, how do you get your riboflavin? Um <laughs> So the vegan in the room is laughing, but I don't, I don't get that. I don't wait. You get your what? Your riboflavin? riboflavin. Your B vitamin. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, you could say the same thing about any vitamin, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just because people don't really think about their nutrients, but then the minute you go vegan, people are like concerned oh, because you're not doing what yeah. they want you to do. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, so it took uh, the people in my life a while to warm up to it. 
Um, and now at my job, we have uh, vendors come in because I'm a landscape designer. So we have landscape supply vendors come in and bring lunch to talk about the products. And they always, <laughs> mostly bring the lunch in and they shout out, okay, here's the one vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh like Hayes almost like. Yeah. But, but I will say that um, times are changing because uh, there's definitely been this growing movement to not consume, uh, to not consume at face value, and that includes food. Mm-hmm. And so uh, now my sister and her boyfriend and my brother are all pescatarians, uh, which are people who don't eat meat but will eat fish. Um, and then many of my friends, like Emma, are vegetarian or vegan. Um, my grandparents always make sure to have veg-ed friendly food available. My mom's Thanksgiving dinner is 90% vegetarian. Uh, Emma's and my friend Cameron, his parents used to tease me all oh, the yeah. time about oh, not yeah. eating meat. <laughs> and now that they're practically vegans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then just last week, my coworker inquired about how to go without eating meat because he's going to try it out. Cool. So it's it's getting it's it's so much easier now i think it's pretty easy yeah for sure it's a lot easier now than it was seven years ago that's crazy well thank you byron that's like a lot of really really good information um and we really appreciate you sharing with us um sure i think we will go into the rest of our show which is going to talk about a lot of the things that you just um briefly mentioned so um thank you so much for setting us up for that um thanks byron do yeah, you have sure yeah do you have a uh anything you want to plug any instagram or anything like that <laughs> yeah yeah i do uh i don't know if you guys have heard of the columbia land trust it's uh the local land trust for clark county and they do a lot of work preserving land mm-hmm. and they do it with a community-based approach um so Go check out their website. It's columbialandtrust.org. Awesome. You can volunteer with them or you can give to them. Um, but, yeah, if you want to keep all the wild areas safe in Clark County uh, and around the Columbia River, go check them out. Great. Cool. Thank you so much, columbialandtrust.org. And thank you so much, Byron, for being with us. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Sure. <laughs> that was awesome. He that was, was very awesome. informative. Um, so moving, yes, thank you so much for not only being a dedicated listener, but being an informant on meat avoidance. Okay, so, um, kind of what else we have to talk about is, as we know, what we, what we can do to reduce it. So maybe... If you're not ready to not consume meat entirely, what the another main cause of these emissions is from is like um, from food waste. So reducing food loss and waste is one measure for reducing food demand and the associated environmental impacts. It is estimated that more than one third of all food that is produced is lost before it even reaches the market or it's wasted by households. The article estimates that having food loss and waste would reduce and inv- that oh sorry. The article estimates that halving halving food <laughs> loss. I knew I was gonna say I knew I was gonna read that wrong. 
and waste would reduce environmental pressures by 6 to 17% compared with the baseline projection for a 2050 trajectory of population and income changes and the related changes in food consumption and production. Reducing food loss waste by 75% would reduce environmental pressures by 9 to 24%. So that's like another step you need to take. Yeah, is I think that's probably a good first step, actually, that if you're not yeah. trying to reduce your food waste, um, that's something to definitely do first. Like, just throwing out your leftovers instead of, like, making sure to eat them mm-hmm. and, like, things like that. It's definitely a good first start, for sure. So, and one of those things you can do is to compost. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I know my mom has a worm bin. Yes. What do you guys do? Um, I have one of those big black compost containers in mm-hmm. my backyard um yeah i just use that well, my family's had that probably for like six years mm-hmm. or something and the way it works is just like since it's black it absorbs a lot of heat and then bugs oh. come in there munch it and sometimes like you're supposed to take it out and like leave it mm-hmm. after it's like done partially composted mm-hmm. so that it doesn't get like over saturated in there but yeah um vancouver just got composting too mm-hmm. yes um, so that was really exciting my sister yeah. like sent me a snapchat of her cute little compost box and she's getting um her husband to use it so yeah i think that's really awesome it's yeah. so much easier now yeah. i think that's just within city limits so i'm kind of bummed oh really i don't i didn't get one. Oh, mm-hmm. not in salmon creek <gasps> nope oh what well i bet salmon creek will be next yes. yeah I think maybe they're just, you know, testing it. Yeah, I'm sure they'll come. Hmm. But, um, well, you can take it to your other friend's house in Vancouver. Yes. Can yeah. take it to my <laughs> house. Perfect. Um, also with the food waste, since we're, like, very capitalist, a lot of food waste comes, like, before it even hits the shelves because people want, like, perfect foods. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, so a way that you could combat that is with services like Imperfect Produce, which are usually cheaper than buying it from the grocery store anyways, and they deliver food to your door. So you can get um, produce that doesn't look right, but would just otherwise be thrown away. I thought, yeah, I hadn't... I've seen ads for that Mm -hmm. on, like, Instagram and such, and my friend did it, and it's just... It's kind of funny, and it's yeah, fun. It's like yeah, it's yeah, because you're normal getting yeah. weird-shaped squash. And, yeah, you're just getting fun. carrots, crooked carrots, and, like, that's it. Yeah, and what's wrong with them? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to go in the landfill otherwise. So, so it's very interesting how particular the consumerist <sighs> is Yeah, and how it created this problem that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Um, well, back to avoiding meat. Yes. Yay. Yay. So, <laughs> why we should stop eating meat? Um, obviously, dietary changes toward healthier diets can reduce environmental impacts on the food system. When environmentally intensive food, in particular animal products, are replaced by less intensive food types, um, the article estimated that compared with their baseline projection for 2050, dietary changes toward healthier diets can reduce greenhouse gas emissions and other environmental impacts by 29%. 59% respectfully. For dietary guidelines <laughs> and 56... That's the confidence interval she just oh, like oh. whispered under her breath. 6 to two, 22% respectively. For, for plant-based diets. Hey. 
can reduce environmental impacts 56% for plant-based mm-hmm. diets. Changes in meat consumption dominate the impact of greenhouse gas emissions. So maybe this might be a good time to talk about some of the graphs that you guys can't see, but I can mm-hmm. hopefully visually describe. Um, so there's um, this website called shrinkthatfootprint.com, um, and I actually learned about it in my one of my sustainability classes where we just talked about our ecological footprint, mm-hmm. and sh- we had a section on different types of food because all food has some type of impact, whether it is carbon emissions or whether it's how much water is used. Um, Because a lot of people are actually switching to, like, let's say almond milk instead of dairy. Mm -hmm. But almonds actually use a ton of water, Mm -hmm. and it's usually grown in California. So that's, like, another thing to think about. But um, comparatively, though, dairy is still, like, worse than um, almonds in a Mm -hmm. sense. But, like, you just – everything has a cost. So um, one of these graphs on shrinkthatfootprint.com just shows, like – Um, Every kind of food, so like sugar, oil, fruit, veggies, bread, um, dairy, chicken, fish, and pork is kind of usually lumped in its own category. And then beef and lamb is usually grouped into another category because Mm -hmm. um, beef and lamb is – so on this one it has um, kilograms of carbon emissions. um, I think it's per year. And it has um, beef and lamb is 19.5 where literally everything else is under 5 um, so beef and lamb specifically have a really, really high um, carbon cost, um, way, way more than most other things. And then um, chicken, fish, and pork is, like, pretty down there, um, which is why I think a lot of people do the pescatarian diet mm-hmm. um, instead. So, yeah, it's crazy how the beef and lamb just jumps. Mm-hmm like that um and then this other graph i have kind of describes um it describes like a meat lover so like maybe you're kind of classic american um versus like a more average uh meat eater compared to a no just no beef eater um compared to a vegetarian and compared to a vegan so from each of those levels the like carbon emissions that you are putting into the atmosphere from eating that diet like drastically goes down so um vegan is obviously the lowest um, about actually like exactly half of the carbon emissions from a meat lover diet. Wow. Um, but vegetarian is just uh, slightly above vegan and carbon output, but still drastically um, lower than a meat lover or even the average diet. So um, we have been kind of talking about both like being vegetarian and mm-hmm. vegan, but um, they are definitely fairly close. But vegan is definitely um, like the winner, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, so. Since Betsy is the expert vegan, how long have you been vegan now? Um, four years, last month. Wow. Yep. Happy and anniversary. Then, thank you. <laughs> um, we're having a party when I get five years. Um, but I was vegetarian. I wasn't vegetarian right before I went vegan. I was a meat eater. But, like, right before that, I was vegetarian for probably, like, five years or mm. something. Yeah. So, like, what have you... What are the pros and cons that you've experienced? Um, there are no cons. <laughs> no, um, like a con is that you can't eat. Like when you go out or when you go to a party, it's like, what are you going to eat? Mm. Yeah. But I just bring a lot of food with me most of the places that I go, which is fine. And then also it's like I kind of prevent eating stuff like cake and cookies that maybe I shouldn't eat anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of snacky processed foods mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. I can't really eat processed foods anyways because I have allergies. But, um, yeah. So there's that. And then pros. I mean, I... I'm, I I don't know. I just love it, you know? You look really happy, so. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. it's, a, it's a good time. I can't, I have no complaints about being vegan. What made you want to go vegan? Was well, it for, like, environmental reasons or No, I, I was vegetarian. Okay, I was a vegetarian, and then my friend, my friend was like, I think I was going back to being a vegetarian, and my friend, who's vegan, she'd probably been vegan, like, seven or eight years now but she was vegan and she's like betsy you know you can't be an ethical vegetarian and i was like oh shoot um (laughs) and then i went vegan so um it worked uh what does she what does she mean by that statement um it just basically means like uh if you're vegetarian you're not killing animals but the dairy industry contributes to a lot of suffering oh yeah with animals so like Mm -hmm. it's not technically ethical i mean no consumption is really ethical but it's you know to you morally like it's yeah it's unethical yeah yeah yeah. i see like um i totally get that but then i also see like you know meat is like you're killing the cow and you can't Mm -hmm. reuse the cow versus like dairy i know they definitely release tons of like methane um Mm -hmm. obviously but like at least you can like get more you can get more than one gallon of milk out of cow you just like can reuse it like ethically the problem i have with the dairy industry is like in order to produce milk cows have to get pregnant so like dairy Um, cows are made to be pregnant like their entire lives yeah so they're just like having baby after baby and then they take their babies away yeah yeah Yeah. it's really sad so that's the main problem i have with that yeah definitely so many reasons to be like vegetarian or vegan other than just being like environmentally savvy but, um, yeah, I, I didn't really think of the environment back then when I was, like, in 11th grade. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, it became an, a, an evident impact later on, which I appreciate um, because, you know, I love yeah. the earth. And I yeah. Love, you know. Now you're ahead of the game. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Speaking of loving the earth, yeah, we just um, did a project that you're mm-hmm. working on to help. I don't know. Help bring there. awareness. Bring awareness to our emissions. Yes. Yeah. So I am taking um, SOE 110 and Mike Berger, shout out Mike Berger. He, um, he was like, hey, do y'all think you could go 24 hours without using any emissions? And I was like, bet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we did a little camping trip. Um, I bought some local produce. Uh, you know, obviously there were some emissions because we used a tent. I d- mm-hmm. We didn't, like, buy anything new for it, but, like, we used a tent and sleeping bags and stuff, um, which have, you know, impacts on the environment. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but, but, yeah. We we used either ones we already had or I rented or from yeah. um, the recreation office at mm-hmm. WCB. So I wasn't, I was using a used one that's yeah. been used multiple times. So, um, yeah. There's going to be a video about that. Just kind of bringing awareness to, like, the, all the stuff that we use in our daily life that really is not very necessary. Mm-hmm. Like, when I look around me and see all the stuff that I have, I'm like, all of this has a cost to our environment. And we don't think about it at all. And it's, like, really not necessary. A lot of it. Anyways. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Betsy invited me to go, and I 
I was having the same thoughts of like, what what do I need to pack? Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. You exactly. You pack. We had our tent, our sleeping bag, and the clothes on our backs, and our hand me down clothes slash slash thrift oh, shop that we got clothes. at um, Goodwill. Goodwill. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. If you need to learn more about how to reduce your your clothing consumptions, take a look at our last episode, uh, <laughs> Fatal Fast Fashion. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, with veganism, a lot of people focus on, like, CO2 emissions. Like, that's all you hear when you hear, um, like, when people talk about the environment, mm-hmm. CO2 emissions, CO2 mm-hmm. emissions. Really, like, it's a lot more than that. And people like to talk about CO2 emissions because it it's is easier to yeah, talk and, about. Yeah, and it's most likely to, like, have a financial impact on humans in the long run. But there's, like, a lot of other things that our diets cause. Like, when people eat fish, that is disrupting an entire ecosystem. Like, when people do, like, trawling or use giant nets to catch things, it's, like, ruining an entire ecosystem. It's ruining, like, an entire habitat. And people don't really, like, think about the other effects that our diets have um, and all the other, like, solid pollution that we're yeah uh soe 110 you learn like about ecosystem services and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah that was it was crazy because i actually just took that class over the summer and that was literally the first time that i had heard the term ecosystem services and i am literally a senior Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) and i was just kind of blown away because i hadn't heard i've just been hearing people talk about carbon i i don't know what that is what is um ecosystem services are things that the earth provides to us essentially for free and we (laughs) just show up and we're like oh cool fish thanks earth Mm -hmm. these are mine now i'm gonna sell them and eat them thanks but that that service was literally provided for free and we as humans in our consumeristic sort of culture we don't really put a price on some of those things as much as we would with other sort of services so Mm -hmm. even like that's just one example um there's also like when water runs through the hills the trees purify the water for us Mm -hmm. and um like weather control like literally everything that the earth provides for us is a service Mm -hmm. that we are exploiting so um yeah just things to think about because if we go in and tear down all the trees we are messing up not only that ecosystem and the animals and plants that live there, but also the, like, water purification and the, um, like, carbon sequestration and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, there's so many costs that we usually don't even think about. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we could, uh, as soon as I learned that term, I was, like, I feel like I could talk, have a whole epi- episode mm-hmm. just on, like, mm-hmm. ecosystem services because they are really important and that's a lot of what we were talking about is about the pollution about deforestation about um all of those things um that's like all relating to ecosystem services yeah and why we might not want to eat meat so and i think too an important thing to think about is i what kind of freaks me out is the population growth so obviously the more people we have the more demand for food we need and that's creating a positive, positive feedback <laughs> loop. <laughs> um, and so with the more demand in meat, we'll obviously just amplify the the consequences and the like I talked about earlier, the all the impacts that 
um, it it has in, in just food production in yeah. whole. Yeah, the more people who want to eat meat, the more people there are, the more people want to eat meat, and that means more land needs to be deforested, mm-hmm. and more land that's deforested means less carbon sequestration, and circles are full. Positive. Yeah. Feedback. Loop. <laughs> <laughs> so. We're getting good at that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a big, yeah, it's a big topic for sure. But Mm. like, if it makes you, if it just helps a little bit to just not eat meat. Um, I know there's the big trend going around um, that they've been promoting is the meatless Mondays. Mm -hmm. Um, That's definitely a place to start if you want to. But um, I personally think that if you want to make a bigger impact, but then not go vegetarian or vegan is I would have meat Mondays. And where you only eat meat on Mondays and the rest of the days you don't eat meat. And I think that would help you kind of focus your efforts and be Mm -hmm. like, and then on Monday, that would be like your special meat day. Then you make sure to buy like really maybe like locally um, sustainable harvested meat. (laughs) Um, And a lot of the, there's, I don't know, there's a lot of information about why Mm -hmm. you should not eat meat. There's so many studies. Um, There's a study that I found that was cool that if literally everyone just instead of eating beef swapped it for beans so you could still eat Mm. milk you could still eat chicken you could still Mm. eat um pork and everything that else but if you literally just swapped your beef use for beans we would solve um it was uh i forget what the percentage was it was a really high percentage it was like 73 percent of our carbon emissions from like we would just fix a lot of things if literally everyone did that which is unrealistic but cool to think about yeah it gives you motivation to to do it yeah so there's like a lot of little things you can do so you can just totally cut out beef start with that and then see what happens yeah also if you shop local you're uh like even if you eat if you eat vegetables like asparagus that is shipped a really long way you, the um, carbon impact of that can actually be higher than if you ate like bacon. I think there's a study that was like asparagus mm. has a higher um, carbon impact than bacon. And so you want to be mindful if you're trying to reduce your carbon dioxide emissions of the, the places you're getting your food. A lot of the times, like if you shop local at a farmer's market, you can get pretty cheap produce and it doesn't travel very far. Yeah, mm. local is definitely really good way better for sure (laughs) yeah there's um there's so many things uh one more quick like fun fact is um there's another study that's saying just eating the doctor's recommended amount of meat um would cut like drastic amount of carbon emissions Mm -hmm. because as americans we tend to be like pretty high meat eaters which we tend to actually overeat meat mm-hmm. um so if you even just you ate how much meat you're like which is nutritionally recommended like mm-hmm. a healthy diet um you would be cutting a lot of carbon emissions yeah what really scares me we're gonna get into like some government controversy <laughs> right here um what really scares me is that a lot of the recommendations that you get like in s- public schools oh and yeah and stuff i know where you're going <laughs> yes yeah they're mm. sponsored by the dairy industry, by the <gasps> meat industry. No. Yeah, yep. the money comes from those places. Oh, my God. Your government 
wants you to eat meat and dairy because they get money from those industries. And the <laughs> government... <laughs> and then the government subsidizes products like corn so that um, farmers are more likely to grow them. It's really cheap for them to grow them because our government subsidizes them. So it's it's just kind of scary that we've been, like, really misinformed. Yeah. Because... It's recommended, like, on the my government MyPlate that you have dairy with every meal. That is crazy. Yeah, we drastically over-consume dairy. Yeah. And, yeah, because yeah. of government constraints. And also, fun fact, MyPlate was created by a vegan, Neil Barnard. Um, and if you look for, at the original MyPlate, um, it does not have meat or dairy on it. Um, and the government took it. I think with his permission, but then they changed it so that it has dairy. On his, it's like legumes <laughs> instead of protein. It says like legumes, and then there's no dairy on it too. Um, wow. yeah. I, so it's it's interesting. It doesn't say meat. It just yeah. says protein. So that's good. Yeah. But yeah, then it has the little cup of the dairy. Cup, what is that? So yeah. that's like a glass yeah. of milk. Mm-hmm. So yeah. fruits, grains, vegetables, and. Yeah, and a big thing I think, especially with being vegan or vegetarian, is like, you know, you need to be healthy with this too. I actually watched this hilarious uh, YouTube video of like, day in the life of a vegan. And it was like, she was like uh, a young kid in high school or something, but her video was like, oh, look, I ate French fries. Oh, look, I ate crappy cereal. And I was like, that's not, yeah, no. That's not what we're talking about here. Like, we want you to be healthy. Like, find out ways how to be healthy with this that was always my excuse was like if i started eating vegetarian i would eat it wouldn't stop me from eating crap food yeah Yeah. i i had a friend in high school that (laughs) went vegetarian for a month and she's like i feel so crappy and i was like what are you eating and she was just eating like pasta and cheese and i was like oh my goodness no wonder like You need to make sure that you're eating mostly vegetables and legumes when you go, and grains, when you go vegan or vegetarian. Yeah. But I would recommend, if you want to look up a vegan scientist, his name's Neil Barnard. Um, He's on, like, the Physicians Board, and he has a lot of resources on his website about going vegan. Cool. And, yeah. Look at him. What a nice-looking fella. Yeah. (laughs) Neil Barnard. (laughs) So, yeah, so that was something I always thought about. Like, if if I stopped eating meat, would that change my diet negatively? Because then I would feel that instead of getting healthy, like, chicken, I would be eating, like, Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just get some beans. I, oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Listen to me right now, everyone. My favorite healthiest meal is Mighty Bowl, okay? Oh, yeah. I love Mighty Bowl. Oh. I buy their Mighty Bowl sauce. It's in downtown Vancouver. I buy the sauce. And they don't have any meat on them, No, right? they don't. Yeah. And the owner's vegan. Wow. Yeah. And I get no cheese, no sour cream. We stand. And beans and rice. Yeah. And I make, like, I can make probably eight bowls with yeah, with oh, yeah. one sauce. How is that bad? That sounds delicious. It's the best thing in my yeah. whole life. You and can eat so good as like vegetarian or yeah. Like, and so, 
I basically eat beans and rice every day. Yeah, I think we get stuck in, like, eating the same thing over and over again. So, Mm -hmm. but, like, being, like, vegetarian or vegan, it kind of gives you the opportunity to try out new recipes. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. I asked my mom to buy, oh, no, I forgot, some bean edamame. Oh, yum. I asked my mom to give me some edamame. It has it has a lot of soy, apparently. Or that is soy. Edamame is soy. a soybean. Okay, yeah. well, <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of bad. That's kind of bad. But why is that? Bad? Like soy isn't soy bad. For what? I don't know. My mom said soy is bad. Soy is no. Uh, we can talk Mom, about you soy. heard it here. Betsy said no, we can talk about soy next episode. Soy is a cause of um, deforestation I'm in coming the back Amazon. On next. Okay. And other things. But, but most of the soy mm. grown mm. doesn't go towards human consumption. Most of the soy is grown for animal agriculture. Which is why you shouldn't eat meat. Yeah. Wow. Look at this whole loop we just <laughs> created. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's okay. the thing is that you're, like, you're feeding animal stuff that like you literally could, could just eat. Yeah. yeah. And eat a lot less of mm-hmm. than an animal eats. Yeah. 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 Well, anyways, explore your palate. Yeah. Yeah. Get out there. Eat a pomegranate. Oh, my gosh. Eat some beans. Eat some tempeh. Ooh. Yeah, me. me yeah, um, I'm not into tempeh. That's oh my okay, gosh. though. I love it. I had some tempeh. So, yeah, guys, remember that avoiding meat and dairy is the single best way to reduce your impact on Earth. And don't forget to vote today. You yes. can now go vote if you want to. And vote with your forks every day. Yes. That's Ooh. so good. Vote with your forks. <laughs> is that our episode title? All yeah, right. I think so. <laughs> so thank you to Byron, our call-in special guest, and thank you to Betsy as well, our mm-hmm. in-house vegan. Woo-hoo. And we'll join you next time. <laughs>